2: Hey everybody From two different locations on the planet of Earth It's Thank God I'm Atheist <laughs> The podcast
1: I'm Frank And I'm Dan Coming up on today's episode We've got a little bit we got some voicemail We've got uh, we got some good stuff for you We're going to be talking uh, Dan actually has a church review Yeah For us from merry from old England I do indeed And uh, yeah so This should be a lot of fun um, and then, of course, we have sort of our normal roundup and all of that kind of stuff. So, Dan, London, how is it?
2: Merry old England. It's great. I love it here. Yeah. Although, uh, unfortunately, I've been under the weather, so forgive me if my voice doesn't oh, sound damn. very good. <laughs> etc. cetera.
1: <laughs> well, all I can hear is sort of the... Uh, the, the, the the garble of the internet. <laughs> yeah, and that's right. Our listener, well, our listeners won't hear that; they'll hear a nice, pristine recording. But I'm just hearing a craddy over the internet yeah. uh, preview. We're being we're so. being very clever well,
2: about how we're doing this. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so that so that uh, even though you and I hear yeah. crap, hopefully our listeners hear yeah. lovely only only happy I, sounds. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 <laughs> totally.
2: So, but you're you're having a good trip. Is what I'm hearing. I think it's you. great. I'm not gonna let a little sickness keep me from uh, from all the fun things that are that there are to do here ac- across the pond, as they say. Yeah, well, you
1: can't. You're. I mean, you're there. Yeah. You have to enjoy it. I agree. Limited amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Um. Well, I wanted to to kind of start off with something, Dan. Yeah. Um, with, from the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash TGI Atheist for our listeners. Um, we had a clarification that came in from Paul, uh, obviously a listener and, and, and a poster on on our Facebook page. And he, uh, he clarifies the whole Mars Hill thing from the last episode.
2: Right. Um,
1: he says that it's,
2: so, so we should explain uh, what we were referencing when we, when we taught, when we brought this up. Yeah. Do you want to take that? I think I remember it was, it was this, uh, this (laughs) preacher guy, uh, whose church is called Mars Hill in Portland. Is that right? Right. Yeah.
1: Well, he's, he's a, let me just pull up my notes from last week (laughs) since we're just kind of winging it here. I thought I'd throw it at you to see if you could remember. It's Mark Driscoll. That's the guy. Um, and he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a pastor, minister, or whatever you want to call him, um, up in Seattle. Yeah. And he has, um, and some angry queers damaged his, his satellite church in Portland, right? There we go. And, uh, and so anyways, so, um, so we got this clarification on the page, uh, from Paul and thank you very much, Paul, um, for, for doing that. Um, and if you want to read his whole thing, you can of course go to our Facebook page. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, he says that Mars Hill, was a hill in Athens where philosophy was openly discussed. Paul from the Bible gave a lecture slash sermon there. Mars Hill is now a catchphrase that to most Christians indicates that Christian apologetics belongs right up there with every other philosophy. Um, And so he's kind of speculating that Mars Hill represents um, to these to sort of these evangelical types sort of the triumph of Christian thought over world philosophies. So that's where, that's where it came from. It is not like I was speculating a a, a hill in Seattle.
2: So, so there we go. (laughs) But but neither, now now we know like acted as though we knew that's what it was. We were just guessing.
1: Oh no, 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 we were totally just guessing. And I, and I really like that Paul kind of just, you know, let us fill this in and let us know what that is because now, now we know that.
2: Very very so cool. handy Thanks, stuff. Paul. Thanks Paul.
1: Yeah, the internet, you know, Facebook. It's a it's stuff. a
2: handy tool this this internet yeah. of ours. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So speaking of uh all right. speaking of past uh uh stories that we've done. Do you remember do you remember the story mm-hmm. I did about the holy rollers, the uh the Christian guys that would go out there and uh and play poker for money? Oh, like holy high rollers, yeah, yeah. What, whatever it was that we call them? I mean, not holy rollers in the sense okay. of the people who are called holy rollers, but but yeah, a bunch of guys who went out and <laughs> would make money for for investors by by playing. Oh, they were mm-hmm. were they playing poker? No, they were playing blackjack. Yeah, those yeah, those are the okay. the blackjack playing guys, the card counters of Christianity. Well, I've, I, I <laughs> they've met their match today. Uh, because I just read okay. an article um, in the Guardian.co.uk about a, okay. a bunch of Buddhist monks in monks in South Korea who are totally in trouble <laughs> for <laughs> for uh, playing some some high stakes poker. Apparently, they apparently they read <laughs> one of their uh, one of their comrades that had had. I guess they were at a, a funeral or a memorial service or something for one of their comrades. And uh, they okay. they all got a little toasty. They all got a little drunky drunk. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had like 13 hours of gambling with for more than a, oh a billion God. won, which according to The Guardian is the, roughly the equivalent what? to 543,000 pounds, which... Wow! But yeah, which I'm not. Okay. I don't want to translate to dollars. You guys can figure that out. I've been translating pounds to dollars all week. I'm done.
1: <laughs> You're probably good at it by now, Dan. <laughs> it's just, a little. You know, fewer when I lived in dollars. Italy, I could do that. That lira um, <laughs> dollar
2: uh, translation just in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I'm going to put it somewhere in the the four hundred grand range.
1: Oh. Anyway,
2: a lot of money. Hmm. Okay. Because uh,
1: these monks... It sure doesn't go... Th- okay. Anyway, are, are you calling me on awesome. my... my
2: awesome.
1: <laughs> I kind of was calling you on it. Didn't you say 500,000 pounds? Yeah. Hang on. Wouldn't that be like $700,000 or $800,000? Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I was going the wrong way. Hang on. 500 and... What is it? It's 543,000 pounds. I'll get it for you. 543. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay
1: yeah it's fine it's it's evening where you are it's morning where i right. am i just had my coffee I was, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i'm and i'm i'm honestly i've been go-go going all day and i'm still getting over this cold so forgive me if i'm not tremendously lucid <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh all right. but anyway yeah well should should I, I, I just thought
2: that that was funny that and and apparently this is a big no-no for Buddhist monks. I I would think that if you're Buddhist is it really? everybody should just be able to get over it. You kind of broke up their day. Oh. <laughs> now we're in trouble. Now we're now we're seeing now yeah. we're seeing the dangers of the technology we're counting so so highly on. I said I said what I said was that I just I think that I would think that if they were Buddhists they should their all their congregants should just be able to become to to be at peace with it.
1: Oh yeah, then no that's a good point. I like it. yeah, no, totally. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was they way off. Be very, they're not being very Zen about right, it. Right, exactly. Just I uh,
2: mind you, these aren't Zen <laughs> Buddhists, they're Korean. But the points oh, the same. Well see the okay. That explains it. Oh oh there you go. Yeah, we'll just we'll just call it that. If if only they were Zen, <laughs> if only they were Japanese, <laughs> then they'd all be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Eight hundred yeah, yeah. eight hundred so, okay, and so seventy two thousand seven hundred and six
1: dollars. Woo. Wow. Yeah. So all those good deals that you thought you were
2: getting, Dan. I've been um, doing it right. Yeah. I, I swear. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh,
1: uh,
2: well, all right. What do uh, you got?
1: Well, I, I've i got, um, you know, we've talked a lot about like the Sharia law type sure. stuff and these more conservative state legislatures around the country trying to pass laws to ban it. Oh, yeah. Oh, be,
2: they're terrified
1: okay. that whole they're thing they're terrified yeah oh, they're. oh my god you know this it, we're just being inundated by by sharia law in yeah. this country everywhere so you look apparently um <laughs> another sharia yeah. is being passed oh my god uh well the in, in Kansas uh lawmakers have succeeded in 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 banning or in, in at least passing a law that would effectively ban um sharia law um, and what what the law is really doing? Um, because they they don't mention Sharia law specifically, right? Because that would be uh, a little too obvious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are. Um, it, it, it's that there's that you can't use foreign law <laughs> in in the courts of Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my, my thought there is just like, well, good. Well. <laughs> you guys just. Not only did you just point out the obvious, right. um, but you also—you might have done a good thing. Yeah, you can't use, you can't use foreign Although, law.
2: Although, I mean, it Banks, does ask a few Kansas questions. questions like, legislature. There's a few questions that come up when when mm-hmm. when this kind of thing is passed. For instance, mm-hmm. there's the question of if if you can't if you can't use a foreign law. Like, does that mean that if someone does something really, really smart in some other country, they can't use it? I mean, one would think that they can well, use could you? smart, you know, legal things that are working all over the place for their own benefit. Well, but it's... I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I would say no, you can't. <laughs> you know, like...
1: <laughs> no, you can't. It's like it's like see some if you're in an American court. Someone in
2: Belgium has discovered how to stop all drug crime completely. Oh, we can't use that. It's from Belgium.
1: No. That's
2: yeah, you're absolutely I right. I think what they need to do and what I would support them in doing is they should pass a law that says no laws based on any religion. Oh,
1: there you go, Dan. See? That's see clever. What, see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: because i mean it's not but i mean they the,
1: that's not what they're that's not what they're trying to do though no that's not their goal no not at all they, they they would be
2: happy with a law based in christianity right which is why they couldn't word it in fact they in the way because they can't say no muslim law right which is what they really want to say so they have to they have to say no uh-huh. foreign law <laughs> just, right. doesn't make any sense it. to oh. me at all
1: um now of course they're being dicks, they're right? Being jerks of course here. they are. You know, I mean, because they're, they're the whole goal is to, you know, marginalize a group, right? And that's not that's not cool. <laughs> um, you know, like also also a group that you know they, that tends not to respond well <laughs> to being marginalized. <laughs> yeah, you think. <laughs> So, it's kind of like, well, I don't want to, like, kowtow to to Islam, but at the same time... I do, I love the fact
2: that the... uh, There's
1: the simple things you can do (laughs) to
2: not piss them off. It does seem to me that the the American response to, they're not going to like this, is for us to say, well, fuck them then. (laughs) That's their problem <laughs> it's, it's never it's well, ever like yeah. well, how could we modulate our point of view or or what we're doing to meet to make it such that mm. it's not a problem or it's less of a problem? It's always mm-hmm. just well, they don't like it, that's their problem, yeah,
1: yeah, well, what's interesting and i I think I might have actually mentioned this uh once on the podcast before uh when I was in Oklahoma, the whole uh cherokee law um and how how the tribal law works in conjunction with um local mm. law. Did I talk about I that? I don't know that you did. I don't think I did actually. And so and, and and so there there's this system in Oklahoma that I've never really understood. And so it's probably not <laughs> not that smart to bring it up <laughs> um on the podcast without really looking into it a little bit more, but there's um there are basically two parallel legal structures. Mm. And two, ju- two parallel judicial structures as well. And so the, the, the tribes have their own court system and their own legislative right, system as well. Right. Um, and like, you'll be driving along and there'll be signs that say this, this, this project, meaning the roads project, you know, funded by, you know, Muscogee County and Cherokee nation. Hmm. And, and so like, and they do that where, you know, if they have a lot of, of their citizens and whatnot out on a specific road they'll you know they'll chip in on maintaining that oh, that's road. great it's really bizarre it's this really bizarre system of how of, of how the, the the two jurisdictions sort of work together and and, and collaborate and everything but are also independent of yeah. each other and there's a part of me i mean there is a part of me that says if somebody wanted to run their divorce through a sharia court <laughs> you know <laughs> Or if if both parties opted into, as long as it's not a criminal thing, as long as it's not, you know, a big, huge, you know, I mean, I guess even if somebody wanted to opt, if if the the criminal himself was like, hey, you know, I want to subject myself to Sharia law. You know, I, I want my hands chopped off, <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like, it just seems like people would be like, ah, I'm going to go over here to this other, this is the American system because I'm just going to be thrown in jail for this Right, part. right. You know? So I don't know. Like, it's, it's a weird thing where it's almost like you, you almost want to let people have the choice to self-determine that kind of thing, I guess. Uh. I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Actually, you get to, as long it's as just, as
2: long as Sharia law is not the only law available to you, then it's exactly. it, it's okay to have it yeah. be one of if, the if options. Sure, why not? You yeah. know,
1: we know it'd be strict. We know that it would. You know, it's not like they would be. They, they, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, know. It, I think I, it would cause more schism. You have
2: to really work it out in in the American it probably would. In the American uh, psyche.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably <laughs> right, actually. You probably would. But I mean, it. There's a part of me that 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 wonders if you couldn't do it. Right. You know, if if there isn't a way to make it work so that so that, an a, a growing portion of our of our population is at least, you know, happy. Yeah. But then at the same time, why? I mean, then there's the big atheist in me who's just like, no, fuck right. them
2: you know fuck their religious well it's kind of it's kind of the problem with like our whole society right we basically we just want to expunge religion from the legal conversation entirely it's kind of the it was kind of the the founding principle of of how we were supposed to have set up our government
1: yeah 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 okay I'm gonna stick with my initial reaction which was (laughs) no bad idea indeed bad idea I went down a little path there for a sure. second. I'm, I'm back. Sure, my... Everybody, I'm back. Was a little, don't worry little... about me. I don't want Sharia law <laughs> in the United States.
2: <laughs> Frank had a little intellectual exercise there. Good? Uh, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing wrong.
1: Oh god. Okay. Well, so, did you, did you, you got yeah, I got
2: some news from this side of the pond. Oh. Yeah, I decided to to try and get stay uh this side of of the world. Apparently, here in England, the kids have RE, which is religious education. Mm. Okay. Uh I and it seems like I I did a little research, couldn't really figure out if this is like everyone's required to go to but I think every kid is required to go to religious education um, as oh. part of their schooling. Oh, really? Yeah. So my phone that's is wild. not ringing. Sorry, in my in my room. Oh, uh, that's so weird because nobody really has this number. It must be for my roommate. <laughs> I'm an, I'm I'm in a really weird circumstance here. Oh. Anyway, sorry about that. Okay. So anyway, everybody goes to, R.E. But the curriculum, unlike cur- the curricula of like math or English or whatever, the curriculum is not set nationally. Mm-hmm. It's set on uh, on a local level, so there are no mm. formal requirements mm. over the over the contents of the course. Oh, okay. so interesting! The government is moving to draw up a national framework, um, so so that they can uh, they can. Sort of control that a little bit, um, and that's been partially provoked by strong lobbying by the National Secular Society mm. and other groups, um, and they've been pushing for a, a reflection of British Re- Britain's true religious profile, including the fact that many have no formal religious belief. All right. So we're, uh, you know, they're they're working it into the uh, the RE. Well, fantastic that that some of us don't by the malarkey i
1: think that's great
2: yeah that, that's yeah. Th- i mean yeah, they I might need to come of, up with a new name
1: for the whole religious education thing <laughs> you would think so yeah. like
2: philosophical f- education or
1: worldviews philosophical education yeah f- philosophical education. Yeah, something yeah,
2: like that. yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. it does seem re does seem like a bit of a relic yeah from another time yeah, yeah, yeah. huh or something uh, i like it but i like yeah, it go, go
1: go england yeah. In the UK. Yeah. I like I like it. Cool. Well, <laughs> Dan, would you believe that um if I told you that a recent study um found that um thinking about God improves your self-control? Would you What would you think about that?
2: <laughs> Th- thinking about God. Yeah. I don't even know what to think about that idea. Yeah. It's it's wild. What? Um it's this pretty is interesting study
1: actually. Um yeah. They um the 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 researchers sort of set up these experiments where of course it's one of those scenarios where the the the, the people participating in the research really they're given some sort of cover story, right? They they're not really told what what's what they're being tested on. Um but what they what they were doing mm. is they they were given I think it was uh words and they had to unscramble the words. And when they would unscramble the words, it would be, there. There was a big mix of words, but like one of the words in the mix was like divine or heavenly, but there might also be cookie and wall. You know what I mean? Like, sure. There, there was just a huge, huge collection of words. Well, what they and and then they'd have them go do another little test after, <clears throat> excuse me, after unscrambling the word, they would then have to drink this really gross little concoction of like, I think they said it was like (laughs) vinegar and orange juice or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So just kind of, kind of gross. Um, but what they found is that when people had been confronted with one of these words that kind of suggested, not necessarily, it wasn't like Jesus or God or anything like that, but it was just kind of divine or religious or whatever that that they actually were able to drink more of the Jews, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, so so the interpretation of this is that there's, or, or one of the interpretations is that there's there, there's sort of this cultural adaptation um, that the that, that, that religion that the the emergence of religion may have been a cultural adaptation um, that oh. was necessary for promoting self control. Okay. <laughs> It's kind of kind of I, interesting.
2: I have an alternate theory. Oh, okay, let's
1: hear it. My
2: alternate theory is that if you think about God enough, you can swallow all kinds <laughs> of shit.
1: <laughs> you I can swallow anything.
2: Uh, if they invoke God enough, they can jam, jam just about anything down your throat and you will just take it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> Oh, I love it! No, that, that's that's oh really funny. Oh my god! Um, so, I mean, it's interesting. I I, I came across it in uh, Wired on their on their website. Yeah. So, if anybody's curious, um, go check it out. Um, but it it's I I think there's something kind of interesting there. I I don't have a problem with there being, you know, it, with with people theorizing that there's a religious that sort of that, that there was an advantage evolutionarily speaking yeah you know for for well it's there in our
2: genes yeah they've i mean scientists have studied this and found that there is a a genetic component to our system to to humans having a propensity toward believing in the supernatural it's why it occurs across every culture Uh it's not always the same supernatural but we have a propensity toward that kind of belief, right, and there and and so scientists say that that's a genetic propensity it's a it's an evolutionary mandate mm-hmm. so i don't I don't know what the mechanism is that caused the need for that, but if it is because it gives you you know willpower or or the ability to to control yourself, well, you know that's cool. Yeah. I tend to think that we could find better ways of harnessing it. <laughs> now yeah a little bit of study might point that out yeah yeah but i don't know that's just a guess on my part yeah
1: oh absolutely no so
2: yeah it's it's an interesting thing to think about you know
1: because i can definitely see you know um i mean i i I get it that that people who weren't easily scared or brought into community or brought into common thought in Mm. sort of a more difficult time for survival yeah i can see that I can see, I can see that being yeah. a disadvantage, you know, being, being sure. a free thinker when, <laughs> when when there's like predators. Yeah. Probably not. When the world around you is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it. You don't want a free thinker running your tribe. <laughs> you, you want somebody who he, he does it the way that it's always been done and he's going to scare the little yeah. bejesus Jesus out of you. So, kind
2: of everybody does need to be on the same page. You need to have a unifying mm-hmm. factor <laughs> for <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh,
1: so, anyway, so I, I kind of liked it, I thought it was interesting. Um, so, yeah, yeah, cool.
2: That's fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this um, that president that y'all have over on that side of the pond, mm-hmm. that Mr. Obama, Barack Obama. Uh huh. Oh, I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. So, as, as you well know. Uh, He this week he came out and said that he uh, he supports gay marriage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank God, which is not the story that I want to do. Right. But let's just uh, let's just
1: take our hats off. Let's just take a moment and thank. Yeah. President Obama for um, for for openly stating his his
2: being on the correct side of
1: history on this. one.
2: Right. For taking the reasonable view (laughs) uh, that all U.S. citizens should have the same rights. hmm mm-hmm. That's a nice thing to say. That's Thanks, Pres. Thank you. Thank you, President Obama. That's so what you got. So, but rather than just making that the story that we talk about... Sure. I wanted... Here's what I decided to do. I went to Fox News and I typed in Obama gay marriage <laughs> just to see what they had to say. <laughs> okay. And I thought I'd do a roundup <laughs> of their headlines and see if we can spot a little spin. <laughs> Just see if it might be there. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll just see. Okay.
1: All right. Let's I'm curious see. To hear.
2: The first one that I find is Black Americans more likely to oppose gay marriage, but Obama's new view doesn't phase them. <laughs> huh. What? Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: The next one: openly gay rep says Obama's same-sex marriage endorsement won't sway votes. I don't know in which direction he's saying this but okay, all right. He, I, I, can, I I I'm guessing that's actually probably accurate that's most true. of the people that yeah. are voting yeah. I, I
1: think that I think that Obama probably uh he weighed <laughs> reality here. <Yeah. laughs> just, just like um yeah, the people who aren't going to vote for me don't will not agree with me on this issue they already don't agree with me on this issue and they're already right. not going to vote with me.
2: So, yeah. Right, exactly. Cool. Uh then we then we have um GOP activists to use Obama's support for gay marriage against him, boost Romney's image. <laughs> Which I've actually see, heard a couple times that uh-huh. like I've heard I've I've seen a couple of GOP pundits talking about, "Oh, Obama threw us a gift on this one." <laughs> I'm right. like, no, I don't no, think they, so. No, he did not. I don't think so. Over fifty percent of the country supports gay marriage. So well, and I, started I don't thinking. see how that helps anything.
1: Yeah, and I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, like,
2: you know, I think about like my sister, right?
1: Um, mm. Who, you know, she's Mormon, and she right. votes Republican, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard sure. political comments in her, in her house. Pretty sure she votes Republican. Um, this is this is a classic wedge issue. I think that I think that Obama <laughs> knew that this would split the Republican base. She may not vote yeah. for him now, but she
2: might stay home on Election Day. Yeah, that's an interesting point. You know, here's another interesting point. It was a wedge issue in exactly the opposite way twelve years or or, oh, or four years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Or actually, if you go, you'd have to go back eight years probably. Yeah. For it to be a true wedge, like four years ago it was a non-issue. Uh-huh. Eight years ago, it was a wedge issue. The, in the other, other direction, the other direction, yeah, yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. A, that's 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 a good trend right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let's see what what else have we got. Obama campaign sees uptick in fundraising following announcement support of gay marriage. Obama touts gay marriage stance. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Mm -hmm. You can tell what Fox is doing here. Obama touts gay marriage stance at Hollywood fundraiser (laughs) as (laughs) event raises nearly $15 million. (laughs) And the next one down also mentions Hollywood. Oh, I love the word Hollywood. When it. when a conservative says the word Hollywood, it's such code <laughs> <laughs> for evil. Oh, that's great. Hollywood equals evil. Oh yeah. Here's the here's the next one. Gay marriage support brings Obama renewed Hollywood enthusiasm, but at a familiar risk. Oh. Yeah. Skun, dun dun dun. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what Risky. that means. Risky president. Uh, I, I must emphasize, I'm not reading any of these articles. <laughs> <I'm>
1: not, <laughs> I have no yeah. interest in actually
2: delving into them. It's just a, it's just just a headline
1: roundup. That's all it is.
2: Yep. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> G- GOP says, gay marriage, an issue, but not like economy. Oh, interesting. They want to keep it on the economy. All right. right. And which is... Oh, this this... that is where they want to keep it, actually. Right. It is. Here's This is a good one. Biden pushes Obama to declare gay marriage support then offers his apologies. <laughs> that's that's a loaded one, man. That one is just <laughs> way <laughs> way down with with the spin. Uh, <laughs> all of that
1: fairly true. But oh my god, that's that's funny. Oh my- but
2: yeah, just the way that they that they angle that. Oh I like my it. God, that's amazing. I like it. Huh. That's All good. Right. You got any others? Uh, let's see. Obama, Obama, comma Romney tried to refocus on economy after gay rights issues. After gay rights issues overtook campaigns.
1: Oh,
2: wow! So they're claiming that both campaigns trying to get back to, to the
1: economy switched back well, to the and, economy as it should be. That should be the larger issue. It is the larger issue yeah. for
2: sure. It's the. I mean, w- w- although w- the gay marriage thing. Is, a, is is getting to be the... Uh, it, I mean, if the Supreme Court hasn't come down on it in four years from now, mm. it'll be the campaigning issue yeah. f- that the Dems will just hit like crazy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So, hmm. All right. there you go. That's that's the Fox people for you. Oh, gotta love
1: them. Fun, fun times. <laughs> um, yep. Well, speaking of presidential politics, um, yeah. Mitt Romney... Uh did you hear where, where he spoke this week?
2: In, uh... Yeah, he 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 gave a commencement address,
1: didn't he? Yeah, he gave a commencement um little speech at Liberty University, which is uh, you know, Jerry Falwell's uh <laughs> <laughs> little school. Actually still run by uh Jerry Falwell Jr., actually. Um, Jerry Jr. Jerry Jr. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, so Mitt Romney spoke and he took the opportunity there to continue on with the whole gay marriage, um, issue and really, well, you know, just decided that he was going to, you know, take, take that chance and, and make sure that this crowd knew that he was against gay marriage and that he was, yeah, that's
2: a, that's a huge chance to take a Jerry Falwell's joint. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> Singing to the choir. <laughs> Yeah,
1: so um, it's like saying
2: I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a big chance down at BYU and say that I really and I really like uh, I don't know gay mar- hey gay marriage I don't know same thing yeah, it, yeah it's just it's just an easy one that's so easy well, yeah, it's like going
1: to BYU and saying I like caffeine free diet coke right exactly
2: <laughs> I'm opposed to alcohol <laughs> it's just. Uh, it may be controversial in other parts of the world, but you're not. You're you know you're going to get good points for that. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, but he says
1: things like, uh, "Central to America's rise in global leadership is our Judeo-Christian tradition, with its vision <laughs> of the goodness and possibilities of every day of or of every life."
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I love I, how I people want the Jews the whole- to write. I want. I want a bunch of Jews to rise up and decide that they're going to they're going to take over their part of this whole judeo-christian religion, <laughs> christian foundation. They're like, "Hey, you know the judeo part of what you're talking about? Let's let's hear our voice in that. How yeah. about that?
1: Not just the conservative Christian voice." Right. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. anyways, um apparently um yeah, it I don't know. I mean, it, it, it i just kind of wanted to bring it up mr mr yeah. romney um I, it, oh 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 i'm sorry one of the one of the things about this that i thought is interesting is sort of the evangelical response um to, mm. to Mitt romney and how he's starting to actually actually appeal to the evangelicals his, his message seems <laughs> to be getting through a little bit more um now that he's their only choice now, <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but apparently their their response um uh, people in attendance um who were of course like by and large evangelical um mm. they uh they 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 said he did great awesome good job good job Mitt romney well, and I, I think it's just so go. interesting because like by comparison mormonism is moderate Mo- mormons are moderate <laughs> compared to, to well, i don't know that I'd go that oh, far by but... comparison um uh, <laughs> you know the, they're they're definitely they're they're definitely very conservative on 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 some very specific issues and the leadership is definitely very conservative but the 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 popula- mm. population of the church is starting to split especially like on 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 uh on the gay marriage thing um or maybe at least on gay rights more than yeah m- making it a little bit broader you know i mean we we see progress here in utah and in, in very predominantly um mormon Communities that are actually adopting, you know, uh, housing protection and employment protection for the, for their LGBT citizens. Actually, it's just the LG, isn't it? They don't do the BT and the thing, but anyways, yeah. um, for the, for the gay and lesbian, um, citizens and they're sure. just, their real hang up is, is continuing to be the, the whole gay marriage thing. But, but they're, right. they're, you know, they, ha- there's so many gay people who've decided to stay in this area, for whatever reason, that Mm. it's making families, Mormon families, actually face the, and and they, you know, Mormons just preach family, preach family, so it's really hard for them to, like, disown their gay son, especially when their neighbor, you know, has a lesbian daughter, you know, and so they're starting to, there's movement within within Mormonism, Um, whereas I don't get that sense so much from evangelicals. (laughs) Um, and maybe I'm just completely wrong. Um,
2: but, well, and so when, know, I, when I, think, I say that, I think the South is a few years behind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It'll, it'll all happen, but it's, they're just, they're just a, a little ways behind. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways,
1: I, I just think that's interesting how, how effectively though Romney is running from, from his Mormonism. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 well, and just the fact that he's doing it, you know, that, that, that this, Pretty, pretty reasonable group, you know. Say what you will about Mormons; they're, I don't know. I find them fairly reasonable. I, they don't scare me, sure. You know, whereas evangelicals do scare no. me, right? I don't know. Maybe it's just the familiarity I have with Mormonism. I don't, I don't know. But
2: <laughs> um
1: although I have a familiarity no, with evangelicals, there, i lived in Oklahoma
2: at, for kind of at a while. very least with Mormons. What you can say is that they are centralized and organized. Mm. In a way that you can't say that about evangelicals. There are all these tiny little fringe mm, evangelical churches. That's true. That are that have their own. I mean, there's no grand organization keeping everybody in check, mm. the way there is with the, with Mormonism. And with Mormonism, you know, if if little guy steps out of line, he's removed. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is something. I, th- I think there is a little less fear when it comes to Mormon and Mormons than with evangelicals, because there's no central. There's you know, people can go hella rogue. Mm-hmm. You get the Fred Phelpses of the world in the evangelical yeah. movement. Yeah, Yeah. you get more loose cannons. So, yeah, indeed. Hmm. Interesting. And looser, more looser, more looser cannons. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. The loosest of all the canons. Yes. Oh goodness. So if you want to get in touch with us and uh tell us what you think we're tell us how you think we're doing, <laughs> there are a few ways you can do that. Yeah. You can uh you can email us at podcast at thank dot com.
1: You can check out our Facebook at Facebook dot com slash TGI Atheist or follow us on Twitter at T G I Atheist. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also the and, voicemail. Uh, Which we're going to get to a voicemail in a minute. If you do want to leave a voicemail, the number is Um, 424-666-8442. I want to do a little uh, shout out, Dan. Is that okay? Can I do shout out? I want to just... um, Two two listeners uh, from the Bay Area were in town this weekend. And they're good friends. But um, I had never met Bernie. And so I just want to say, hey, Bernie. It was good to meet you. Um and Erica, it was so good to see you again. So so
2: yeah. Yeah, I wish I had been there to, to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We went out to dinner
1: and uh yeah, it was it was it was really good. So anyways, nice. um let's take a quick break and uh we'll be right back.
3: I'm Jane Swoboda. Winter wipeout TV show had broken bones and manslaughter every minute. Winter wipeout show is produced in Holland by gays, buys, and orgiers. Why do gays like to see people perishing? P-E-N-I-S goes into the anus to rupture intestines. More a man does this, more likely he'll be a fatality or a homicider. Getting pleasure while the other man passes away reverberates another homicide later. UNESCO United Nations has gender and bioethics conferences combined. Only gays go to gender studies. Gays are the bioethic genociders in hospitals. Uh, children can be eliminated. The Fed stated in this December 11th article, uh, the Lincoln Journal Star, page six. Gays should not be employed in hospitals or any <laughs> health occupation. Whitney Houston was found without clothes in a bathtub. Every corpse found without clothes has a partner that did away with them. lesbians and and gays rarely live past 40 years old because it is common for a partner to do away with them or they (laughs) (laughs) self-inflict.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Uh, God, that that hot mess pile of crazy comes to us from Lincoln, Nebraska, (laughs) where (laughs) apparently they've proposed... um, protection ordinances for uh, lesbians and gays like we've been oh talking God. about yeah and, uh, yeah <laughs> i like that the youtube post just labels her as best in show because <laughs> that really is some grade a crazy that she was oh putting God, on there
1: it's amazing oh, yeah. yeah
2: yeah i'm sure she's a very nice lady <laughs> <laughs> well we, we need to post that video on the on facebook because yeah, if nothing yeah. else, people need to see the guy laughing behind her. There's a guy in the video, and he's just he's he's just looking at her like, "Oh my God lady, you are just nuts uh, so good uh, all right um well how
1: about how about a voicemail Dan? yeah, do right. that let's uh let's 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 have a listen
0: Hey Dan and Frank um my name is Chelsea. I live in Hiram, Utah. And my question is about coming out as an atheist. Um, I was born in Logan and raised in the LDS faith until um, I was about 11, and my parents got divorced, and most of my family left the faith. But I wouldn't say I was an atheist at that point. I kind of believed in some kind of higher power, but I just was not religious for many, many years. Um, A couple of years ago, I kind of started to realize that I had
2: moved into
0: probably atheism. My belief in a higher power has just kind of faded away from my life. And so many people in my life know that I'm not religious, but they don't know I'm an atheist. And my husband's family is very, very orthodox, LDS. So um, I've kind of just let it lie like that for a long time, but I'm starting to feel like I would like to come out and have the integrity of being honest, and I'm just wondering um, what that looks like. Do I just bring it up in a conversation? Do I make a big announcement? Um, I'm not really sure how to do it or what's appropriate, and I would also love to hear if you would like to share them your experiences of coming out to your families in this crazy Orthodox area that we live in. So um, hopefully you can give me some insight. Thanks.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, Chelsea, thank you for the, thank you for the voicemail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's, that's. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, is coming out is, you know, I had double duty on coming out (laughs) as as a gay man. I got to come out as a gay man and as, as an atheist. Um, I actually came out as a gay theist, as a gay theist. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Um, (laughs) I, um, actually I came out, my parents questioned my, my story goes, my parents, uh, questioned my, uh, why I wasn't going to church. Um, Mm -hmm. And this was when I was at BYU, and I'm, I'm not, i don't know how they figured this out. Maybe I can't remember how they figured it out. But I was at BYU, and I wasn't really going to church, and which is a big no-no. Big no-no um, at BYU. You're—you're—you have to—you have to go to church. Yeah, um, it's like a requirement. Yeah, exactly. Matter of fact, they and
2: probably called your parents and told on you. They probably did. They probably actually did. Um
1: which seems like a big no-no as well <laughs> kind of an invasion. Uh, you probably signed a piece of paper that said they're allowed to. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, so I I was they they kind of cornered me when I was at, I was home for for the summer. My my parents live in Oklahoma. And um and I was home and they just kind of they just started asking questions and I just kind of looked at them and I and I I I had wanted actually to come out gay that summer. I didn't Uh. really want to breach the whole atheist thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, but Hey, there it was, it was presenting itself to me and I was like, okay, I'll go this direction. And so I told them, I I said, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I actually don't believe in God and I'm having kind of a hard time going to church, not believing in God. Mm. And, um, And so it, 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 it was because of them asking and, and that did make that obviously easier in in a lot of ways. Didn't make it, didn't make it actually easier, but it made, you know, kind of getting the conversation going easier. (laughs) Um, and so I, um, I, I kind of, I kind of got off easy with that. Um, but it's the, the, the aftermath I think was more sort of the, the really tricky part um, you know, I, I, it, well, okay. Here's also the other part of the story. Um, the, the, I also ended up coming out gay in the same conversation. So it was like double whammy for my parents. Yeah. Um, and so the, it was, it was kind of rough. It was, it was rocky, um, for a while, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't an adult, so to speak, you know, like I was in college mm. and yeah, technically you're legally an adult, but you're not, you know, you, there, there's still, yeah, yeah. Of, you don't know anything, your relationship yeah. to your parents is still, you know, it's very different than when you're married and you know, you, you have your, your, your life going. And so I, I right. think that that's one thing that like, you know, I mean, Chelsea, um, you know, didn't mention whether or not she, um, uh, w- w- sort of. What her husband's sort of world view is mm. um but um, my guess is um you know if if you have that support then you're 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 golden right because you can go home and and everything's
2: good um yeah, it helps for sure, yeah, um but not ever- not idea. everybody I mean, what does. do you think
1: your your situation is is not i mean your and, and your wife's situation is is pretty um, similar to this. What what kind of perspective can you give?
2: Well, yeah, the truth is that my situation is probably not that helpful because I just, my parents were fine. (laughs) I I never worried about them. And, you know, when I I, 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 was thinking more of your in-laws. Right. And that's that's where it starts to be (laughs) maybe instructive. And by Uh the way, I got to say, Chelsea, the best thing in the world is to come out. Yeah. There's it's it's a rocky time. It's the hard it's one of the hardest things to do. But once you're out and once everybody sort of understands where everybody else is coming from and you've been, you know, you've made it through the shit, it's nice. It's well, so nice to just
1: and uh, be. because all the anxiety about like, you know, how how are you presenting yourself and are you keeping, you know, because there's that weird little thing that you do where you kind of change the way that you talk about things. When right. you're, when you're not, you know, when you're kind of keeping a secret, right? And yep. it, it, it's, it's not a good place to be. Um,
2: no. and, and so just for, just and for people, people feel ones that they can ask things of you that you don't want them to mm-hmm. because they don't yeah. know. Uh huh. Yeah. And you know, once you're out, when, once you're out of the closet as an atheist, it's like, oh, well, we can't ask that. You know, no one's going to call on you to say the prayer anymore. Right. one's going to ask you to do stuff that you don't want to do. So, mm-hmm. he, so here's the deal. Um, while my coming out was easy, my wife's was very difficult. Um, her parents are very, very uh, uh, strong, orthodox LDS, and uh, and it was a tough time. And there were moments where she had to, you know, she had conversations with her parents that she initiated. And she had to pre- prepare for them a little bit and sort of, mm. you know, jot down major points because she was so nervous mm. making these calls that, you know, she thought she would forget stuff and, you know, she wanted to make sure that she was saying the things that, that were important. Yeah. So, you know, that's not a bad idea. if If you want to, you know, you're speaking your truth. You might want to prepare yourself a little bit, write some stuff mm-hmm. out, get the salient points done. But it doesn't sound to me like Chelsea's as new to these beliefs as Andrea was when she came out to her family. Mm, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I I definitely recommend doing it. It can be awkward just bringing it up out of the blue, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah, you know you can just you can just ask for a sit down and just say, "Hey, sure. look, just so that you guys know, I'm totally going to Jimmy's baptism, and that's fine." But you need to understand where i'm coming from right now and you need to understand what what i've come to and i and you know out of respect for you i wanted to let you know where i stand something along those lines i don't know i mean you you every family's different well and i also think that like it's
1: important to pick like like a practice person almost right like somebody that you know is mm. kind of safe you know somebody yeah, that you're smart. really close to um that you know priority has a good sense of it right like you don't want to pick some you know aunt irene who you only see once every 5 years and tell her right you, right, right? <laughs> or or you're like <laughs> bishop dad if if, right, if that's yeah. sort of the scenario like that's not that's not where you want to start in my mind like, Right. you want to start with a sibling who's sympathetic who um, kind of already knows your lifestyle and, and you can just kind of just say, you know what, this has really been on my mind for a while and there's something I kind of want to talk about and blah, blah you know, right. and you know, I mean, also siblings are usually in my, in my experience, siblings are, are easy because you, there's just that, there's that different bond, you know, Sure, siblings don't have the same kind of expectations of their kids. Well, of, <laughs> I said that totally wrong. Siblings <laughs> don't have the same kind of expectations of each other's of, of each other that parents have of their kids. Sure. Right. And so you, you, you can kind of just get away with a little bit more with them and they'll just continue loving you and, and supporting you in, in very different ways. At least that's been sort of my experience. Yeah, uh, whereas parents get, true. get kooky. And so it's, it's kind of nice to, for, unfortunately I did not start with a sibling in my case. Because that might have right. been really helpful. I think Heidi would have been
2: really, really help, really good. To yeah, to come out too. Um, I think that's a good idea. The other know. thing, and this is a nice little psychological trick you can use, which is to enlist their help with whomever you're talking to. Give them this sort of, uh, I'm scared, and I need your help with, like, like, it, like if you're talking to a sibling, I'm worried about mom and dad. Or if you're talking mm. about if you're talking mm-hmm. to your mom and dad, say, you know, I don't know how you guys are going to react to this, and I, I, I'm really scared, and I, and I hope that you guys can be kind and just open it up by by like trying to appeal to that sense of 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 their protection of you, mm. rather mm-hmm. than antagonizing them. Open rather than antagon opening with an antagonistic thing. Open with a, a, an appeal to their their sense of loving you and wanting to protect you. Yeah, that's. I don't that's know if that I, I don't know if that'll work, but <laughs> at the very least it starts <laughs> it on an interest on a on a different note. Yeah, that's true. Than like you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good luck, Chelsea.
2: Yeah, um, good luck. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, please. Actually, do. I mean it's it's not
1: fun, but I think I think you'll be surprised. I think you'll be surprised yeah. at how it goes. You know, people. I'll, I mean. People have weird ideas about atheism, and I
2: don't know. It's. But, and it may also it may take, take like time the, for them to process it.
1: You take the teenage girl approach and come out bisexual first. So, come out like. <laughs> instead of coming out as lesbian, right? And come out agnostic. <laughs> <laughs> and then come out as. You know, baby steps. No. You know? Don't do that. Don't do that.
2: I don't like it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh. Well, Dan, you have a church review, yeah. right? I've got a church mm, review. How exciting. It is. It's fun. Yeah. You know, it's funny. One of the things that I wanted to mention for this church review was that a friend of ours, a little shout out, hey, Rachel, mm. uh, a, f- a friend of the program, mm-hmm. uh, she gave me, she received in the mail a uh, a letter. She lives in Salt Lake, and she mm-hmm. received in the, in the mail a letter that said, this is a gift from a very old church and it kept underlining and like italicizing the phrase very old church Mm. and you know this here's a prayer rug and it was this amazingly awful like photo like like not photo a a, an image on a big piece of paper that they kept Mm. calling a rug not quite sure how a big piece of paper is a rug (laughs) and it said stare at jesus it was jesus and if you stare at his eyes long enough they open. Come Ooh. on. Come on. Yeah. Anyways, that's so, no, the very you just told me right there is true. No, no, that, that's <laughs> all very true. It's all very very true. That's absurd. What... <laughs> it is absurd. <laughs> but what's great about it is that this very very old church uh-huh. was 61 years old. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> by God.
2: contrast to oh, that church, God. So the church that I old, went to, to, and the rug wasn't even a rug. All right, okay. Anyways, fine. right? Yeah. Mm. So by contrast to that, the church that I went to today mm-hmm. was founded, I believe, in, well, it's okay. So it's the Chapel Royal of Saint Peter Ad Vincula, which oh. uh, which means. St. Peter in Chains. Yeah, yeah. Uh and it is on at least the grounds that it's on, which is the Tower of London, was mm-hmm. founded in ten seventy eight. In so, the morning? Oh
3: wait, no, that doesn't make any <laughs>
2: sense. There's no seventy eight. No, that, that's a year, my friend. <laughs> We're talking Norman conquest. We're talking What? Right after the Battle of Hastings. Is is what we're talking in terms oh, wow. of that. That's a really okay. old church. That is in my book. That is old. Okay. Yeah. So kind of fun. Yeah. Uh surroundings, you can't beat it. The tower. You know, talk about talk about historical landmarks. Sure. Yeah. It's in the grounds of the tower. And by the way, everyone, this mm. is a pro tip for you travelers out there. <laughs> if you get yourself a little dolled up on a Sunday and you figure out when the services are, and then you just sh- you show up to the tower and you say, I'm going to service. Mm. You get in for free. You don't have to wait in the line. Don't bother with the lines. Sco- scoot right past all the lines and just walk right up to the <laughs> gate and say, I'm going to service, and the yeoman warder will, oh, okay, get, go ahead and go in. Yes? Mm. Cool. You, oh, oh, you looked like you were going to say something.
1: No, I was trying to protect the microphone from
2: you right. Oh, wife from noise. Noise in the hall. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, you're, uh, you get to go in for free. You go, and you might as well go to the service. It's a, it's an interesting service. It's only an hour. Well, that's your church. You know, stand. I mean, are you, is it's that what you're talking about? What's that? It's what? What is it? C of E, Church of England. Oh. Oh. So, yeah. Anglican. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, what's fun is that it's, These guys, so everybody at the tower that works at the tower is essentially ex-military. So all the the quote unquote beef eaters who are technically called yeoman warders are actually um, ex-military guys, which is why they will bark at you if you do anything, if you step in the wrong place, but they're all well-meaning. They're they're the funny guys, the guys in the funny hats and the dresses. (laughs) Okay. And then the the priests are all like military chaplains, former military chaplains. Oh. Hmm. And it's so like literally you've got a priest in like priestly robes, long robes with the, all of the accoutrements that go with being a priest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then medals hanging from the from the robes. Weird. Like military really? style medals. It's really interesting actually. Oh, wow. Weird. Okay. And you go in there and it's owned by the crown. The the tower is owned by the crown. Wow. So it unlike many Church of England uh services, it ends with God save the Queen. Oh, okay. It's a really interesting thing. And you know, you go in there and <laughs> you know, our church reviews we tend to talk about what the surroundings look like. Mm-hmm. It feels old. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. the uh you got the stone carved windows, you got the stone carved arches. There are uh, there are monuments to people who have died there. So, oh. you know, the as the priest... And what's wild is that, you know, the Tower of London was a place where famous aristocrats got executed for yeah. centuries. Right. And they were all basically just stuffed under the floor of this church, of this chapel. <laughs> and for the longest time, it was, like, so full that, like, bones were just poking up out of the floor until... That's Until Queen weird. Victoria came along and said, um, "This is not acceptable," and as Queen Victoria tended to do, got it all cleaned up, and she said, "You know, f- sort out whose bones are whose, and uh, and and get yes, them, get them if you properly pro- properly buried." Yeah, yeah, yeah. For most of them, they couldn't f- tell whose was whose. They did figure mm-hmm. out whose was Anne Boleyn, however. Oh, hey, because Anne Boleyn, uh, she had a, a supernumerary finger. On her left hand, did she, she? six fingers, so they they figured out who she was. I don't but no yeah, there way. are three queens buried under there, okay, so yeah we i I had a service on top of a lot of famous people. Well, there you go we're dead, and how was it? How was the show The show was good, um yeah. you know you get you do get a little bit of that uh that ceremony. So uh, so one of the cool things that you've got is uh, yeoman warders actually come to the service and conduct part of the service and give... So a yeoman warder at one point walked up the aisle, uh, bowed before the altar, and then turned around and gave one of our lessons, which was just a reading from the Bible. And then, and, you know, we sing a song, you stand up, you sit down, you do all this stuff. And then someone mm-hmm. from the... the uh, one of the lay people decided that or one of the lay people was to give the second lesson a yeoman warder walked up to him and he's and now the warder is carrying a a ceremonial like mace it's like mm. this big silver very ornately carved weapon <laughs> and mm. he walks <laughs> okay. the guy up to the altar mm. and wow you, very you, very interesting stuff. So the so the, then that guy gives his uh, his thing, and there's wow. a lot of singing. There was a lovely choir. The choir really actually quite beautiful. So the so big props to the choir. Hmm. Although it's so echoey in there that, it, you know, I, it was one of those. You can tell the reason why there's a certain genre of choir music or a certain era of choir music, where the choir doesn't sing all in unison they sort of are on their own time and it has this very ethereal feel to it Uh and it's because everything echoed so much that you couldn't hear them if they were all (laughs) on their own line
1: matter anyways yeah so
2: (laughs) that was all funny
1: but it was really great it was actually
2: a a lovely service um as i i put it in the category of uh the same the same as the sort of the catholic services or whatever i call them the stand up sit down recite 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 mm-hmm. where there's a lot of participation asked of you you have to right you've got two books in your hand and you're trying to you're trying to fumble through which book is you're supposed to sing or read out of next and stuff right it's a bit of a hot mess but there's a lot <laughs> to look at while you're while you're doing it so it's, it was nice <laughs> And how was the
1: crowd? Like, uh, did, was it just like a lot of old, blue hair, old women or, uh,
2: quite a few old people. Um, but also sitting a, right across, uh, the, uh, the aisle from, from us. Cause my whole group went, mm-hmm. there was, there was a whole group of young people and I thought that they were kind of like us. They were tourists mm-hmm. or whatever. But then mm-hmm. when it came time for the prayer, they just shot down to their knees together. So, oh, they, they knew it was up. They were they were clearly believers. Is it... Uh, ah, interesting.
1: Well, yeah. all right. Inter- now, right in the, now,
2: what's interesting is that if I go back in mm-hmm. a few weeks, yeah. I won't be in St. Peter ad vincula. They're actually oh, going to really? do a service from inside the, the... There's a chapel in what's called the White Tower, which is the tallest of the towers in the Tower of London. Uh-huh uh and there that chapel is even older than no St Peter ad Vincula and it's that one's like like yeah it even more history is there Crazy. so it's, yeah it really cool stupid
1: stupid uk with its history <laughs> it's <was> just bullshit they <laughs> need to share they're being greedy with their history
2: well <laughs> yeah, well, it, I mean, the fact of the matter is that I I went to church at a place that's older than our country, older than our continent. <laughs> yeah, well, not if you ask <laughs> not if you ask one of the uh, one of the tribes that you were talking about from Oklahoma. Yeah, no, of course not. I'm I'm just joking. I'm older just than white folks in our country, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. Older than Christianity in our country. Anyway. There you go.
1: There you go. <laughs> By quite a while, quite a ways.
2: Yeah. Well, Dan, should we wrap it up? I think that the, I think we've we've done our first transatlantic show.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see how it edits together. My apologies, <laughs> everybody, if this was just a steaming pile of poo. Um, <laughs> but um, you can please like us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, do that facebook.com slash TGI Atheist or follow us on Twitter at TGI Atheist.
2: Yeah, or email us, uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. And our voicemail number is 424-666-8442. Thanks so much for listening, guys.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a good one.